Hello. Hello and welcome to Engaging the Culture. My name is Josh Seaton. I'm the youth pastor at LifePoint Church in Prescott Valley, Arizona. So cool to finally be back. I know we've talked about crazy schedules. I know um, that you guys are feeling it too, whether you're a student, a parent, a pastor. Um, I know you guys are all feeling it too, but but just to give some context as to what happened, um, I, I we we went on a, a vacation to celebrate my fiance as she finished uh, her master's up. So she's officially smarter than me now. Um, I'm just kidding. She was always smarter than me. Uh, so we did that, and then um, man, just between uh, trying to get the church reopened and everything, we just uh, weren't able to really get. Um, podcasts out as as normally as I would like. So with that being said, expect these every week. Again, I'm coming back to a normal schedule. Um, we're finally getting to that point, and uh, I'm so happy to, to say that. So don't expect me to take another two, three weeks off uh, anymore with this podcast. Uh, I do take it serious. I want to be a resourcer. I want to uh, to to be able to uh, to do that. And, um, so, so thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for bearing with us. If you were wondering where podcasts were, um, over the past few weeks, there's your context, but don't worry, it's not going to happen again. Um, I am using that little break to kind of, uh, turn up the format a little or change the format, switch it up. Um, and, uh, so we're actually, uh, I'm no longer going to go over the sermons and things that we did, um, with LifePoint Youth. Um, one, there's been so many weeks that it would be crazy to try to recap it all. Two, I really want to separate this away from uh, what we're doing as a youth ministry. Um, I really want this to be um, kind of my my thing. Obviously, I'll still keep the intro, keep, you know, like I'm not denouncing anything that the church does or anything that my ministry does. But uh, I do I do want to, to dedicate some time um, to switch up the format um, because there's another reason as well. And that is, um, as I'm asking questions, as I listen to guests um, speak on the various topics that we have, uh, I realize that I don't really have um, an opportunity to kind of share my opinions as well. Obviously, I play back uh, and play off of um, my guests and, and the people as they, uh, as they share ideas or, or I, I can lead and guide that direction. But I don't get a chance to really explain um, where I am at and what I am uh, uh, feeling about you know a certain issue. Obviously, um, this past, obviously this past uh, week or, or the the past podcast um, was a solo one, and in those I'm able to 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 speak uh, a little bit more freely. But I'm going to use this first section uh, to kind of uh, do that and to introduce the topic and then to bring guests in to add on to it. So we're actually going to start. Uh, introducing the topics here in this first segment before the break, and then we'll uh, we'll do that. So so a little bit of a, a schedule change, a little bit of a format change, um, and uh, I just I just think that it'd be um, I think it would be more beneficial as opposed to um, recapping what we're doing in our ministry. I'll still plug it, still go find it, LifePoint Youth Audio Podcast. But um, as far as, as as linking it in here, I'm not going to uh, to do that anymore. Without further ado. Uh, I'll go ahead and, and introduce this topic. Um, this week, we, we are going to be uh, discussing uh, aging in, in ministry 
um, what that looks like, specifically uh, as it pertains to aging in uh, kids, in youth ministries, ministries that a lot of times people see um, older people and and they, they look at anybody really like honestly, anybody over 30, they're starting to like be like, okay, what's up? And then, uh, you know, it, it is just a fact of the matter that that when you age into 40 um, and, and beyond, people start to really look at you and say, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you, you know, progressing or whatever? Obviously, that, that's, that's a crazy um, and, and, and borderline ignorant um, position to take. Uh, but, but at the same time, uh, it's an issue that I think uh, it fits perfectly. I'm so excited about our guest who's going to be uh, sharing with us a little later on. Um, he, he's a good friend of mine and uh, just uh, he's right in that 40 um, uh, year old um, age bracket and stuff. There's a couple other guys who I could have brought in and I might bring in to continue this discussion even further. I don't really uh, know yet, but but I think that it's important to discuss this because a lot of people uh, people who, who don't uh, or aren't familiar really with um, with the 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 job or the work of the ministry, um, the ins and outs of it. Uh, a lot of times they they discount um, associate pastors because they're associate pastors. They discount people who are youth pastors or kids pastors, and they don't really give them the same credence the same ability to pray the same ability to speak into the lives of of situations um i have several stories already and i'm only a year into ministry daryl shares a little bit uh about some of his uh later on and it just is crazy to me that people can walk around and um you know uh, it, 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 it's unknowing and a lot of times it's harmless and they, they don't mean anything by it. It's just kind of the, the, the status quo that they've grown up in. But a lot of times they, they don't realize how um, demeaning and even disrespectful that can be. Um, a lot of times, especially as you grow older, um, you can find, you can find yourself in a, in a weird spot. All the guys that I talk to at least say that they, they're in, um, they're, they're in a spot where, um, they feel like people are looking at them and, and kind of wondering why they're doing what they're doing. But at the same time, students are kind of feeling the same way. Um, now, a lot of Daryl talks a little bit about this uh, a little later on uh, in, in the podcast. But but it's it's awesome to see the different roles that we have as uh, as pastors and as we grow in ministry, especially dealing with students um, and kids is the fact that you can grow into different roles. You can be a spiritual big brother. Um, that's kind of the role that I'm in, you know, being, being 23, 24, uh, and, and, and kind of working there where you don't really have that parental um, value or guidance, but you do have a lot of authority. Um, and then you move into that spiritual parent. Then you move into the spiritual grandparent, all of which have value, all of which have a, a unique sense of of, of pouring into students lives and a lot of times people just don't see it they they only see the hierarchy of uh of of who you know who is working at the church or what's going on and uh, i think that that's just a trend that we need to start bucking if you are a lead pastor 
Um, if you are someone who is over other, maybe you're just an executive and you have other pastors underneath you, make sure that you are co-signing and stamping your approval on these guys so that they can walk with the same credence. Make sure that people know, you know, uh, I, 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 I always use this. I'm, a, I'm an associate underneath the lead pastor. I'm an extension of that lead pastor um, in his vision and his mission for the church. So if I'm an extension of the lead pastor when it comes to carrying out the mission and the vision for the church as it pertains to youth ministry, why is it that I can't be an extension when it comes to praying for people, when it comes to um, dealing with needs? Why, why is it that it has to get passed on and passed up the chain uh, to someone who is a, you know, and, and I hate this and, and I hate hearing it, but someone who is a real pastor? This is one of the frustrations that we that we deal with um, as associates, and it and it and it doesn't matter the age. Now, getting back to to some of this and how it pertains to uh, students, a lot of students, um, you have to you a lot of older people as they grow in youth ministry, they feel a need to uh, remain relevant. I think that is really cool in the discussion that you're going to hear that, uh, and I know I keep referencing it in the future tense. We've already recorded this second second segment, but um. Uh, you're gonna hear uh, uh, the fact that you don't have to change. There's there's nothing um, uh, that 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 students hold on to more than a genuine connection and genuine like realness. So if you're trying to fabricate yourself or or, or put a version of yourself up that is not authentic to who you are, students are gonna see it and they're gonna discount you not because you're you're not um, relevant enough, but that you're not real enough. I think that that's a big, big thing as I grow in ministry is something that I am going to remain to do is to continue to be true to who I am and 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 continue to trust in the Lord that he is putting me in positions that I can still be relevant and useful. So if you if, if you're real, the relevance will come. And I think that that's something that uh, people who are associates, people who are growing up need to hear Um so so desperately um and 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 if you are an associate pastor make sure that you don't get discouraged by those conversations a lot of times it just comes out of a a status quo of what this thing was or what this thing is and uh as far as like the structure of of church staffs and stuff and uh and i think it just takes a, a team to come around these associates and really be able to allow them to be true extensions of their lead pastor and uh, to really buck that trend. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. Uh, I know it's going to make for a little bit of a longer episode um, each and every week as I kind of share my opinions on it. A lot of times you'll hear the same stuff uh, talked about by our guests in more detail. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, I just kind of wanted to kind of give my uh, two cents on the topic before we get into Daryl. You do not want to miss it. Stick around because this conversation is so, so, so good. We apologize for the audio um, the past couple and actually this next one that will be here uh, next week is going to be the same thing where it's the Zoom audio and um, and, and so it sounds really uh, contorted and and. and um, you know, very low quality. I apologize. I'm trying to figure out how the best way uh, to get one of these microphones set up on my end at least 
so that um, when we bring in guests, it's not completely, um, completely low quality. So get ready for this conversation. It's amazing. Make sure you listen to it. There will be a bonus episode as well. More on that at the end of the podcast. Well, welcome back to Engaging the Culture. Uh, it's so good that, that you guys are, are back and still listening. Uh, I thank you so much each and every time that we do this podcast that you guys are listening. I'm actually really excited. We have another Zoom uh, conversation, uh, pulling the audio out from Zoom. I know all of us are so familiar with that over the past couple months. Uh, but but I, I have a good friend of mine, uh, a guy who has poured into me, even when he didn't know that he was pouring into me as a middle schooler. He wasn't even my youth pastor, uh, but then he came on board at uh, the, the church that I grew up in. He's the youth pastor at Good Shepherd Church. It is Daryl Allen. Daryl, how are you, man? I'm great. I'm excited to be here on this podcast with you. Yeah, man. Thank you. I, 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 um, I, Daryl, like I said, he poured into me as a middle schooler. He was a youth pastor in the community, but he wasn't necessarily at my church. Uh, his youth pastor, my youth pastor, and, and him actually had a really good relationship. Um, and uh, and then he came on board right as I was starting my senior year of college. Uh, so we worked. Uh, I was an intern, and we we were working super tight. And uh, and now we're we're both in youth ministry and and still doing it. You've actually taken on kids ministry as well. And so lots changing with your with your job. Do you just want to kind of give us a, a background introduction for those of you who? who might be listening and don't know who Daryl is. He's awesome. Just give us a, a little bit about yourself, man. Well, besides being the dopest of dope, no, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I've been in, I've been in uh, ministry for about 16 years, just about. Uh, I've, and pretty much the bulk of that has been, I actually started in kids ministry and I had no clue what I was doing, but I really felt the call with like, probably within like, I really felt called to lead young people and, and to work with young people, not necessarily lead but like definitely work with them and, and to kind of help uh, disciple them as the, the more I, you know, I didn't even use the word disciple back then, but yes. Uh, so I've been doing it for 15, 16 years, uh, youth ministry predominantly. And like I said, I knew you back when I would visit your middle school and get there about seven o'clock on these random days. And uh, I, looked, I, I, did, I didn't even know which kid was you until I saw the picture back in middle school. And I go, oh yes, I remember that guy. I did not know that was you. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, I yeah, I grew a beard. Yeah, you grew it. You grew a beard. That's 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 the big factor. But no, just been doing youth ministry uh, for like in kids has kind of been. I've kind of done kids. It, usually, what would happen is I would do youth ministry, and then like more stuff gets added on. It's like, yeah. well, you can do kids. You can do kids too. So I would do kids too, where I would fill in while the kids pastor quits. I would do both. I've done that a, a bunch of times. Also, I do graphic design. I do videos. I stay pretty yeah. busy in a number of areas, but that's just uh, that's just. But I, I love young people. I even worked at for uh, middle school for a few years doing in school suspension, working with kids who get in trouble. Yeah, uh, which 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 kind of ties in with our topic a little bit today. So anyway, that's just a little Absolutely. bit about me. 
Yeah, absolutely. I uh, uh, just, it, like I said, man, it's so fun to see the connections that you you didn't know were as impactful and then to revisit them later on. It's just, it's just really cool. And, um, and yeah, the reason that experience and, and some of some of where you come from is actually why uh, I brought you in for this discussion. Uh, if you listen to the beginning of the podcast, you would hear kind of my take on this and, and where I come from. But I really wanted to bring Daryl in to talk about the the importance of older adults in youth ministry, kids ministry, pouring into kids' lives, not only how that affects the students who you pour into, but even how it affects the adults and the other leaders who you're serving with. Um, because I think, and you would agree, anytime you have uh, a, an older youth pastor or an older kids pastor, an older youth leader, there's some authority that comes with that. Um, where they can even pour into some of your younger leaders and and uh, not only students. So um, I just think it's it's vast vastly important. Um, if, if we'll just open up by by asking this, what is the biggest difference in being kind of a young cat, a young guy in ministry, and then as you grow and as you gain experience and knowledge and stuff, how does that shifted your philosophy? the way you do things, the, the way you, you interact with students and stuff like that? That's a, it, it's kind of a big answer. I'll try to keep it as brief as I can. Uh, from me being a young youth pastor around like, what was it, 24, 25, uh, which now I've been 15 years. Uh, I'm 40 now. Uh, it hurts to say, but it's true. <laughs> but, but, but it doesn't change my love for young people. Uh, the difference, I would say, Obviously, there's experience. I've got a lot of experience under my belt now. Like when you're young in ministry, I'm going to be honest, you always remember your first year. I'll tell you that. You remember your first year in full-time ministry, part-time. See, I started out as a volunteer youth pastor. Uh, I remember my wife and I, we would pack. Well, we weren't married at the time. We were just dating. But, but we had, I remember we had a youth group of zero. It did not exist. Mm. We were at a church out in Maceo, Kentucky. Uh, and we were tasked with doing a youth ministry. So we, I remember us making these, like, the flyers probably look super, super cheesy now. But, like, we made these flyers, and we hit, we hit the whole area, every door we could find. Um, and so, anyway, on that first Wednesday, we had, like, 20 teenagers. Mm. Uh, and consistent, I'd say consistently after that, we had anywhere from 10 to 15. Uh, it would just kind of vary based on season, based on what's going on. Long story yeah. short. Um, so you always remember that, but you also make a lot of mistakes. Like we packed a bazillion kids in our cars and we would go, we would pack as many as we could, take them to the church, take them home, eat out afterward. I mean, it's amazing. I didn't gain more weight back then because I ate so much Ritzy. I ate a lot of Ritzy. There was a Ritzy. Oh man. I always went to. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Mountain Dew and pizza is usually what most people's, uh, go to. <laughs> um, so I would say, I would say like, there's the, and that was, I was telling you before, there's just kind of this, there's kind of this thing that the older you get, you can't do it anymore. And mm. I don't know if that's necessarily true because working in in-school suspension and working in ministry as long as I have, and especially with Generation Z, there's just a hunger to, that like most kids are not being parented. There, there's like, there, there's a, they need family. And just in short, they need family. And I would say I have more credibility now as a parent myself and as a guy who has a lot of years mm. under my experience, I have a lot more credibility than I did when I first started. 
I, I think I hate to say this, but I think sometimes people have a hard time respecting. Like they may somebody may be a pastor at age 22, 23. And I think some people they they really look at age as something they respect. When I know a lot of people that are young that are much, much more deserving of respect than people who are older and their attitudes are terrible. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but I, I, yeah. Go ahead. go ahead. No, you got it. Well, I was just saying experience one, obviously because I made some mistakes early on. Just, just, not, I didn't plan well. I didn't plan well mm. at all. And I would upset parents. And I learned that like, Hey, if you say you're going to be back by midnight, be back by midnight. Don't get back at 2 a.m. Yeah. You know, I made some bad mistakes with with administrative stuff early on. Uh, so, yeah, that's one thing. And just I just think you, I just think as a youth pastor, especially, you know, you get credibility with parents just with experience and you being a parent yourself. It just makes you a little more relatable. Now, if you are a young cat in ministry, you need to learn that like the one thing I've learned and I truly emphasize now that that I didn't I did back when I started is partner with parents. Partner with parents as early on as possible. This is for a youth pastor. If you come across this, learn to partner with your parents as quickly as you can. And you're always going to have that one or two that is just not going, they're going to kind of buck you or they, you know, it's going to take time to win them over. And, mm -hmm. and some people you may never win and, th and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think for, for me, there's so much that even I relate to with, with what you were saying about, uh, the respect thing and and just the the credibility so so it's really important to 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 have that i i think and, and as you're building uh, a team even to have have that I was talking to a youth pastor uh, a few years ago uh, as I was trying to learn things and he developed kind of a a, a scheme of like uh kind of tiered um, volunteers so he had him and his wife at the top obviously they were the youth pastors but then he had older married couples who were youth leaders then he had single like like middle aged you know people who were just hanging out and then he would have his college age students and 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 those type of people underneath them so you you're not necessarily pouring in but but you have uh just the experience of, of pouring into uh other leaders which actually kind of leads into the next thing uh as you as you grow and as you you gain all of that experience and respect um is it is it easier to pour into leaders and and obviously you talked about the parent thing is it easier to pour into leaders or do do they kind of think that um you know it's not it's not uh cool to be poured into by somebody who's who's older because i feel like students are way more receptive to that because you you carry that weight than maybe even a, a college age student uh is my mom you know my mom uh, she goes to, to to church there and she's a teacher she talks all the time about new teachers coming in and telling her what to do, you know, and how like, like that's kind of that. So do you think on a leader's perspective, as you pour into leaders, that that's the case or would you, what, what is, what have you experienced in that? Well, it really, it really varies by church and by context. Uh, I would say that pouring into leaders, like even, uh, let me, let me address students first. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, most students are very open. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know if I may, I may have mentioned that about Generation Z being like the first generation that's technically leaderless. Mm. Uh, I heard Jeannie Mayo talking about this recently. It was really good. And I was talking to a parent today. It totally applies. But they're very hungry to be mentored. And like Jeff Grinnell, I'll mention him. Check his stuff out, Youthology. He says that there should be multi-generational leaders, which is literally what you just described. 
if yeah. I really think, I really think, and just me working with kids in in-school suspension and kids that got in trouble, these kids would call themselves bad, and I would always, I was basically a youth pastor in in-school suspension. For sure. uh, I mean, I gave, them the, I gave them the Bible. They'd be, are you a preacher? Like, maybe, you know, so, uh, but my point is, like, the whole thing, they need family, and they want family. Now, in regard to leaders, uh, you know, most, I have some people that are older than me that, or may, it might even be like a few years. And I think sometimes it just depends on the personality and, and the, the temperament of the conversation. Most people are pretty receptive. Like, like for example, if I have to have a, have to have a hard conversation, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't care. Like I've had some with uh, some young 20 year olds and, and it, you know, I, I feel like they're not used to, it's almost like they're not used to being like corrected or kind of like when I, my first job, I had to, I had like five bosses. I had one main boss and like, a four underneath department heads. I answered to all of them. And if I wanted to keep my job, unless they made me do something unethical or immoral, you know, but I had to do my job. One of my bosses made me plunge a toilet. I'm just going to get real. Like in the church, we're never, we're never too big to plunge toilets. Let me just make that. But, but my boss made me plunge a toilet. And here's the thing. Part of my job was to clean the bathrooms every night. If I wanted to keep my job, that's what I did. But I've had I've had where some people they're not used to having that voice in their life to kind of guide them and correct them and it's not like you're browbeating them it's just you're trying to guide them and say hey you're not doing this well uh, what's going on how can we course correct this mm-hmm. and then I've had I've had some that are older and it really just you know you may it, it just it may rub them the wrong way yeah and I try to look I try to put myself in their position like if somebody's telling me this. How would I want to hear it? Anyway, mm-hmm. for the most part, most people are receptive to, to like, leaders are receptive. But I will say when dealing with young, I've worked with a lot of millennials. And now you're a millennial, right, Josh? Uh, I believe I'm on the back end. I think they re- yeah. recalibrated it. And I think it's like, I think it's, I'm either, I'm either like literally the first year of Gen Z or I'm the back end of millennials. I think it's 96 is kind of that weird, that weird thing. So I think I'm the back end of millennial. Yeah. So I, I worked uh, I worked a job with a lot of like uh, early to mid twenty year olds and they yeah. had like and I don't want to say I'm not saying anything bad but they just kind of had this snarky attitude for sure and I was a, and I was a manager and so I had to correct some things they're not used to that so um, so I guess my thing is is but that's not everybody you mm-hmm. know so it really just depends on the temperament I feel like I'm spinning in a wheel here but it really depends on the no, temperament of the conversation most yeah. leaders are most leaders are open most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple more, a couple more questions, and and I think that this is actually one of the one of the bigger ones uh, of this discussion, and that is how do you find um and and how uh, how do you you take people who are um uh, older in in youth ministry, kids ministry, dealing with students, um uh, what's what's been the biggest success that you found in rejuvenating yourself, um in learning the culture and and staying relevant? What's the what's the biggest thing that has helped you? to um, p- be able to pour into the lives of students, to talk their language, to uh, interact on their, on their terms? What, what, what's the, the biggest influence or resource that you personally have found that you can point uh, other people who are kind of in that position where they're 30, I would even say 30 for, for uh, youth ministry, like a lot of students see that as, as older. And so like for those 30 and 40, maybe even older uh, youth pastors and kids pastors, how do you uh, 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 rejuvenate yourself and continue to learn the culture. 
such a loaded question. All these numbers being thrown around for ages. <laughs> hey, man, I know. D Doug Fields, one time at a conference I went to, I think I was 26, and he said, hey, if you're past 23, you're no longer relevant. Well, mm. I was like, I just, I just laughing, sitting, just listening to him. I was like 26. <laughs> like, well, I guess it's over, you know. Um, <laughs> but but um, I would say um, – I'm trying to think. How do I answer that question? I can – I can throw out some things that I would say, number one, uh, don't, students can sense fake a mile away. Yeah. Um, I don't try to wear the, the, the freshest clothing. I mean, I try to, I want to look good. I want to be up to date. I don't want to be wearing, you know, bell bottoms or I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I also, I also don't want to, cause I, okay, let me give you an example. Years ago, yeah. about 10 years ago, I went to a conference and there was this pastor there and he had the Ed Hardy jeans. Do you remember the Ed Hardy jeans? I do. Yeah, he had the Ed Hardy jeans. He had <laughs> the button up that was blinged out and uh what, what are we what are we uh, bedazzled, I guess you could say. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know what I, it was and he had his hair was completely dyed. And I just remember going, Man, like, why is he trying so hard? But then again, you know, I think, I think, you know, like Jeff Grinnell, Jeff, I, I really think the guy just, I think one, nobody wants to get old. Our culture does not, our culture, if you're past 34, you're now mm -hmm. in the older demographic. You know, they say the main demographics 18 to 34. So if you're 35, sorry, you know, mm. it's kind of, yeah. you know, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the young demographic has, they act like it's moved on. I, I really feel like he was, I really feel like he just wanted to feel like he looked good. He still was trying to reach people. I don't think he was doing that to be fake. I just think that was him just trying to go, you know what? I'm trying to reinvent myself. Mm -hmm. And Jeff Cornell, Jeff Cornell is 57. And I, this is something that really stuck with me. And I'll try, not, I'll try to keep this as brief as I can. He said, when you start out young in youth ministry, you're like the brother or the crazy uncle. You know, like mm -hmm. in, your, in your 20s, and he, he says, when you get in around the 10-year mark, uh, somewhere between 10 and 20, something like that. He said, you become the father. And I feel like I'm in the father role. And he said, now he goes, when you get 15, 20 years plus in youth ministry, he says, you're in the grandfather role. And he goes, the grandfather role is invincible. And he said, now Jeff Cordell dresses probably fresher than you and I. And, you, <laughs> you, and you're young, Josh, you keep up with it. But I've seen him. And yeah. he just says, hey, man, he says, hey, I'm a missionary. And he goes out to the malls or wherever wherever young people are, and he just they'll look at him and go, man. But he 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 looks like he, he looks like he just cares what he wants, what he's wearing. He looks fresh, he looks nice, and uh, he ministers to young people because he says, I look at myself as a missionary. Why do I talk about all this? Yeah. Um, I think one, just be yourself. Everybody everybody says it, but everybody deep down wrestles with, are they good enough? I mean, mm -hmm. bro, I'm gonna shoot straight with you. I'm getting gray hair. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting gray hair. I, I see I see more of it now than I did three years ago. I can't stop it. Could I dye my hair? Sure, uh, but I don't think I want to. Now, why mm. my my point is is like I think people deep down they kind of wrestle with, man, am I relevant? You know, I gotta look yeah. cool. I, I think just be you, be who you yeah. are, uh, and, and that's number one. Number two, how do I stay resourced to make sure? How do I stay in the know? Mm -hmm. But but my, my message in that is don't be fake. Uh, resources that I use to kind of stay in the know, uh, there is, I listen to podcasts a lot. Like, 
uh, like Jeannie Mayo, she's like 73 or something, and she's still doing youth ministry. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's like the mother of youth ministry, if you want to get technical. And Jeannie Mayo is a woman, but I highly respect her. What she And she, she also talks a ton about family. Yeah, and always yeah. Has, and, and always has. But uh, I would say like the source for youth ministry, uh, there's also, uh, that's Jonathan McKee, if you've never heard of him. Uh, he's got an awesome newsletter that keeps people up to date with stats. Uh, he also has a, an offshoot of that called the Source for Parents. Yeah, a great way to equip parents. Um, just his website alone will keep you in the know on like song lyrics. Keep mm. you in the know on like, for, I mean, I'm just gonna get real. There's one blog he wrote on uh, sexually transmitted diseases or STIs now. I think is what they call it, and it was super informative. He keeps up to date on his stuff. Uh, Good. For Jonathan McKee, the Source for YM.com, Source for Parenting. Check that out. Uh, trying to think um what else do i keep up with uh let me i'll have to think there's a there's a number that's one thing i regularly go to it's pretty good it's a pretty good resource that's so good well i i love getting a chance to talk with you and and hear your heart because you definitely are killing the game like you and 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 to to be doing it as long as you have been uh man and to stay at that level is just is just incredible and I thank you for, for coming on and, and giving me some of your time uh, to, to be able to have this discussion. Like I said, we'll get more than just talking about the, the gray hair and stuff like that uh, a little later on. You know, I still we'll, have we'll, my hair, though. <laughs> yeah, that's the important thing. Yeah, man, thank you so much for your time. And thank you guys for, for taking the time out to listen to this discussion. Uh, uh, just through this conversation, I can already tell you, it's going to be a bonus episode with this whole conversation in its entirety. You can check that out. It's going up simultaneously to this video and you can, or, or not video, um, but, but this audio and you'll be able to, to be able to, uh, to listen to that, man. And take some time to check that out because there's a lot of really good stuff that uh, might be uh, gone from this, uh, 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 from this version of the podcast. So, so thank you so much for listening. And, and, and thank you, Daryl, for, for joining us, man. You can find us at LifePoint Youth. You can also find uh, Kayo. Oh, what's your social media stuff? Let's go ahead and shout uh, you out. K- Kayo is on, like, everything. Just look up K-A-I-O-Y-T-H, Kayo Youth. Yeah, man, it's, it's awesome. This, the reason I shout it out is because, like, that's, that's my – I'm an alum from there. Like, I graduated out of that, out of that youth ministry, so – so gotta love that man. Check out Kyo. Check out LifePoint Youth. You can follow us uh, anywhere at LP Youth AZ. Uh, and if you want to continue this discussion, make sure that you uh, uh, email me at pastorjoshseaton at gmail.com. Let us know how you're feeling about this. What your uh, take is on how to remain relevant um, even as we grow older, and 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 how students are, are are doing that. Continue the discussion there, man. And I would love. To be able to uh to respond to you guys and to, to listen thank you so much for taking the time out yet again i'm signing off goodbye <laughs>